0: Okay. Now we do the clap thing Okay,
1: or? so three, two, two, one. One. Alright, we need to do that okay. to make sure it actually syncs up. Okay. Okay, so three, two, two, one. one. That's yeah, that should be good. Or Okay. Or actually did you did it match up for you or?
0: Uh not really.
1: Okay, so do you wanna do it again? Yeah. Okay, three, three two, two one.
0: One. No, it didn't match up at all. Um, How can we match up? Uh, Okay, let's just do a countdown together. So, like, having the same rhythm of the countdown. Let's count 1 to 10. So, then we can, like... uh, If someone goes earlier or slower, we can, like, match up at a certain point. 1,
1: 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... Eight, 8, 9,
0: nine 10, then... that was like pretty okay. Yeah, that's I guess. pretty good. So, okay, yeah,
1: okay. So, now we just have an easy way to sync up for later. Mm-hmm. So, you don't need to yep. like really listen to the entire thing <laughs> to make sure everything's just perfect. I know, right? Yeah.
0: It's like, I, I've been watching, a, have you ever played like, Um, there's like a channel called Civilization, and yeah. they play Civilization 5. Ever you heard of it?
1: Uh, I haven't heard the channel, no.
0: Yeah, but they, like... I think there are four players on PlayStation 5 and they play, like, games. It's I believe it would be super hard to get the record of five different people on <laughs> different, like, computers.
1: Yeah, I think at that point they just use the Steam and just record the Steam audio.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. They're just like, okay, that's it. Yeah. Seriously. At that All point right, they don't so. care about quality. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. okay. So do you want... So- do you want to do the introduction or should I?
0: All uh, right, go go ahead.
1: We haven't come up with a name yet, right? Uh,
0: we're, Are we the assembly or the council? The what? Uh, Do we... Are we the es- assembly or the council?
1: I think it was the council or something like that. Or... The council.
0: Well, we can still change it at yeah, any time. We
1: can just not say it and just come up with a name yeah. later.
0: <laughs> Good idea.
1: Okay, so I'm going to do the uh, intro. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of our new podcast. I am Matthew. And I'm Francisco. And we're going to start talking about stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, anything we can come up, we'll sure to add it to the podcast.
1: Yeah. So uh, do you want to go back to this article?
0: Uh, we can start with one of your subjects.
1: Yeah. So which subject do you want to start with?
0: Um, choose anything you, you'd like.
1: Do you want to talk about the Bitcoin thing? Sure. Okay.
0: Okay so uh let's we were about the uh, bitcoin yeah so you can present your ideas let's begin
1: yeah so hold on what's the current price let me look at that a uh, good idea it's let me get the usd so i can actually uh people viewing will have something easy to know
0: yeah and we have to make sure to state which date is it today, like yeah
1: today's the twentieth of December
0: two thousand seventeen, guys, yeah,
1: never forget, okay, so today's the twentieth of December, and it's currently at just under seventeen thousand dollars a coin,
0: oh my God,
1: it peaked at like just under Twenty thousand. 20, yeah so I think it the peak I can see here is nineteen thousand like eight fifty six
0: Wait, are you looking at U.S. dollars? Yes, I'm Canadian looking
1: dollars. at U.S. dollars right now. Okay. And then, because uh, I'm using Coinbase right now, which is a mm-hmm. uh, website to buy and sell it. Mm-hmm. And
0: I like for the Bitcoin. it's something like we still don't exactly know for sure officially who created it and for what intentions.
1: Well, it's Satoshi, the, just uh, the guy. Yeah,
0: well, it's rumored to be him, but officially he didn't state it that it's him.
1: Okay, um, because right now uh, the biggest news so far is that there's something called Bitcoin Cash, which is another form of Bitcoin, which is another coin. In the Do last, you
0: actually know that there's like the Dutch coin?
1: Yes, there's there's it's hundreds like for of memes? different coins. <laughs> Okay, so as I was saying, uh, Bitcoin cash mm-hmm. in the last 24 hours had an 80% gain.
0: Oh my god. So
1: it went from roughly 2400 to now it's at 40 uh just well 4300, it's now the current price. Wow. Yep.
0: Like I wish I uh, I knew that. Yeah. But it's something dangerous like putting your money on that. Oh like, yeah, it's it's like gambling. Example, A a good example of that is like Facebook, um, when it was put in the market, they put the, the pricing at $32 and almost immediately it dropped to $20. Yep. And today it's at $100, I think. Yeah, something like that. Let me just check. Yeah, today it's $178.
1: Yes. So it was really dangerous at first, but stabilized and now it's grown quite a bit.
0: Yeah. I actually put my money in the stocks too. Yeah. Like All my money from the summer, I uh, figure out, like, it's just sitting there. I'm just going to try my luck. And it's currently going kind of okay. Yeah. Uh, I invested on um, Alibaba, a huge company in China.
1: Oh, yeah. Alibaba is a company I've been hearing a lot about recently because they're just Mm -hmm. massive. Like, they're the company you don't hear about.
0: Yeah, it's like Google and Amazon at the same time. And with uh, ideas from Walmart.
1: Yeah, it's this weirdly giant company that here in the West we, like, never hear about.
0: hmm And its name is, like, it doesn't sound Chinese, it's <laughs> just weird.
1: Yeah. It's Middle Eastern, right? So it's from mm-hmm. the 1001 Arabian Tales, something like that?
0: Yeah. I actually almost make the joke to my friends. Yeah, I invested there because there was a nice song about it. <laughs> All right.
1: Wait, what's that so, about the guy who said Open Sesame?
0: Uh, the bird? The yellow bird?
1: No, not not the Luton. Not Tweety Bird. Oh. <laughs> I no, mean, no, from no, the 1001 thinking... Arabian Nights, or Arabian Tales, or whatever it's called.
0: Hmm. I think you're right.
1: Hold on, I'm looking this up.
0: <laughs> you won't be able to, to live your life if you don't know it.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, one thousand and one Arabian Nights. Oh, it was a story written in uh, the eighteenth century, so it's not as old as we think it is.
0: Yeah, but still.
1: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is him. He was the one who said, "Open sesame."
0: Mmm, the one who started it all. Yep. Okay, so going back to the Bitcoin, it is something like today's society needs like, uh, a currency of the internet. It's not something like even if you wanted to, like you can make it disappear. Because it's gonna happen and otherwise in the deep web, but mm, it's like something like it might be dangerous because it's it can be used to wash money, I think I don't know exactly about the subject, but like it's money that can appear and disappear from anywhere,
1: yeah, it's not traceable, which means that mm-hmm. it has been the primary been primary currency used by criminals in the past because the government can't really trace it
0: exactly, plus uh they're already installing ATMs. Of Bitcoin. I think there's four of them in Montreal.
1: Is there really? I, I did not so. know that. Let me
0: just Google that mm, ATM Bitcoin. Uh, wow, well, there's actually more than four. Let me just check. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Um, I would say there's around 20. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Which a is, few of
0: them are in downtown.
1: Are they all Bitcoin ATMs or rather other uh, cryptocurrencies?
0: No, no. It says uh, Bitcoin. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh wait, not all of them. Okay, let's just rough estimate, there's like about fifteen of them they are Bitcoin. Okay. And actually a few of them are Bitcoin and they then it says Deutsch Bank. Okay.
1: Okay. That that's interesting.
0: I guess. <laughs> just like weird.
1: Dogecoin is the literally largest cryptocurrency going to site.
0: No, uh, no not not coin. Deutschland I mean. Like Deutschland Bank. Oh, okay. And then it says Bitcoin.
1: Okay, that so that I makes guess more sense. That
0: like, that specific bank also give Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, that that makes more sense.
0: But it might just be a bubble too.
1: Oh, absolutely. There's definitely a possibility.
0: Things just not going to go up indefinitely. Like, yeah. um, remember, like the the housing crisis? There were houses, normal houses, that were sold almost a million dollars. The height of
1: 2008. Yeah, there's also a problem of just. I'm looking at this list. Mm -hmm. It says view next to 100, and this is a list of cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how many there are, but there are more than 100 different cryptocurrencies. A whole bunch of these are are the
0: official ones, too.
1: Yeah. How many are they in the deep web? This is CoinMarketCap, which is a website that looks at all the cryptocurrencies.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So, uh, Let's see how many are there of you all. It's still shrinking, the little thing on the right. Hold on. There are 1,368 different oh cryptocurrencies. God.
0: So you cannot really attack Bitcoin. But someone else will take its place.
1: Yeah, like Ethereum. I, full disclosure, I have a little bit of money in Ethereum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a little bit in Litecoin. But I thought I knew they were going to grow. And I've more than doubled my money since I put them in.
0: Damn, man.
1: Yeah, but basically, the, these are the big ones right now. The big ones are right now Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, Ripple, and Litecoin. Oh, Those and I big...
0: only knew about Ethereum and Bitcoin, actually.
1: Yes. Litecoin has been growing big recently because it's getting a lot of coverage on the news. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I remember about a week ago now, it grew mm-hmm. by like 90% in one day. Wow. And the current price of a coin is 322 is three hundred twenty-two dollars. So, uh, so it grew from like a hundred and fifty to three hundred in one day. Either way, right now, even though they want to be a currency, they they scream like penny stocks to me right now. Bitcoin and all the other cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. Right now, they seem like people are investing in them rather than using them as a currency.
0: Yeah, because it's currencies. We already have all the currencies we need. Plus, the dollar is the world currency, like uh, unofficially.
1: The what? And Sorry, I didn't the, hear.
0: The the dollar. Oh, yeah, U.S. dollar. dollar. It's like it's something like you can use almost all the world. But the Bitcoin, like you show up at Walmart tomorrow with Bitcoin, it's like just gonna like go away. Yeah. Right. So it's just really a way to make more money, and it's I I think it's just a bubble that's maybe it's gonna burst tomorrow, maybe it's gonna burst in twenty years, but it's gonna burst because you're just moving air.
1: Yeah, I think at some point there's gonna be one official or one, maybe maybe five total of maybe around the world they use different ones, but there might be a couple official ones that are used. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there are almost fourteen hundred different cryptocurrencies, this is not sustainable.
0: Yeah, for sure. None of them have a like stable background.
1: Yes, I forget what it's called, but the way they they measure things is almost like a spreadsheet where there's a bunch <laughs> of different codes and you have your your uh, account number and it, you use that account number to tell how many bitcoins there are like yeah. some of them are more secure than others like a like ethereum is known for being fairly secure mm-hmm. but bitcoin itself is pretty much the worst cryptocurrency out there in terms of it was everything just
0: one of the first who caught up yeah with the it was they popularity. had
1: they had a first movers advantage as people are calling it yeah they basically are the slowest to transact they have the highest fees for transactions they're the least well, secure. It's it's one of those things maximizing, where
0: maximizing uh, income. That's what they're doing.
1: It's more that they were the first, and because of that, they're like a dinosaur in this space, and like a lot of the things that a lot of the other coins take advantage of did mm-hmm. not exist when Bitcoin started.
0: Yeah, which exactly. makes me think
1: that Bitcoin is not going to be very sustainable in the long run. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of the other ones are, but not Bitcoin.
0: And it can drop at any moment. I think it was on Monday that it dropped of a thousand dollars
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: but it's regained its drop in less than a day though
1: it's a very volatile market right now yeah especially with all the uh the new influx of money because mm-hmm. markets are now officially recognizing uh, cryptocurrencies
0: yeah a few of them are actually doing that you can but now short no... bitcoin yeah
1: which is which is but insane to me
0: it's weird in macroeconomics a little bit because the more you print money the less valuable it is I think Bitcoin is kind of printing infinite money and it's still going up.
1: It's not really printing it. The way you print cryptocurrency, say, is mm-hmm. through mining it, which is... Yeah, uh,
0: I actually don't understand that thing. It's like, are you like, by mining it, you're like oh, giving it... a server to like Bitcoin, something like that?
1: Well, the best way to do it is with GPU or when Bitcoin, especially the ACES stuff. Basically, you're giving your computer's processing power to Bitcoin itself. And then yep. basically you're mining different, I'm not entirely sure how this works, but you're mining nodes. And what this does is it strengthens Bitcoin, so it makes it more secure and everything. So what ends up happening is you get rewarded with a small amount of Bitcoin in return. But the more people doing it, the less you mm-hmm. get for the amount of nodes you mine.
0: Okay, that's the part I didn't understand because I've seen people that are actually like building supercomputers. Oh, absolutely. Kind of in their basement to mine oh, absolutely. More especially
1: bitcoin. with bitcoin where there's no real protection basically aces machines end up being used for the bulk of the uh, mining so what this means is yeah if you want to mine bitcoins at any efficient rate you need to buy ten thousand dollars worth of machinery and use that to mine mm-hmm. which obviously means it's going to be giant oligarchs controlling the majority of the bitcoin for ethereum and a couple of other yep, currencies true. it's a little better where they don't allow the aces stuff that means it's mm-hmm. more fair in the mining
0: that's interesting
1: but again bitcoin just happens to be in the worst of everything like of all the uh crypto it just yeah it's an old dinosaur that's it's only has its price because of its uh first movers advantage
0: exactly it's so big compared to the others that's
1: but there's also a problem I've been, uh, I've been looking or I haven't looked into, but I've heard about, about the mm-hmm. amount of electricity a lot of this mining and stuff has cost. Yeah. Apparently, it's an ungodly amount of the world's electricity is just used for mining and transactions of, of the different cryptocurrencies.
0: Yeah, because actually supercomputers are like, well, servers are extremely, well, it's not really a computer that takes a lot of electricity. But it's really the cooling process that it's difficult part to, to manage on servers. Yeah. For example, I've heard they want to invest in northern Canada and northern Russia to build uh, server centers because the cooling process will be much cheaper. Yeah. Like, imagine they... Like, people who don't know much in computers in the north, maybe, like, there's 20 people specialized in a small town. They will need 500 people specialized in that. they will ready to... To give them the, the education and everything, build infrastructure for just because the cooling thing will be a little bit cheaper. So the expenses of cooling in the south are really too high.
1: Yeah. So as it goes now, it doesn't look like mm-hmm. anytime soon these are going to be widely accepted. Maybe yeah. maybe in a decade or two, and after there's been a lot of natural death of these, because <laughs> again there's almost fourteen hundred.
0: Yeah, it needs to be a little bit of a natural selection. So yeah. Those cryptocurrencies some of them have to survive but the only the strongest can keep it up
1: yeah so after that there might be five that are used in different parts of the world max but there's not going to be this many that are used they might still technically exist but they they won't be widely used
0: i actually heard that a few micronations in the pacific want to take well be able to use uh, those cryptocurrencies yeah so they'll actually be backed by actual countries sure it's micro nations not even city states but countries will start using it by then yeah so who knows maybe it's going to be a golden age of prosperity or maybe it's gonna be a huge crisis an economic crisis just who's gonna destroy a lot of wealth who knows
1: yep because there's already billionaires from people who are early investors in bitcoins
0: <laughs> mm-hmm like, just imagine you have, like, 1,000 bitcoins. At this current pricing, you have a lot of money.
1: Oh, yeah. 1,000 bitcoins would be, like, 17 million. Is that the correct? hmm
0: Exactly. You have 17 billions, and it was created back in 2013, I think?
1: Uh, no, it was around earlier than that. Definitely. Seriously? During 2013, it hit 1,000. It hit 1,000. Oh. It had to be. Yeah, right here it says May 2013. It was at price one hundred and thirteen dollars so no, oh here it is fourteen is when it hit a thousand
0: yeah i remember have heard about it but not in 2014 back in 2015 that i think is the first time i heard about it it must and it seemed like uh this is just madness it's just gonna fall by itself but i think i was fourteen thousand (laughs) dollars wrong
1: yes either way especially since most of this growth has just been the last year like literally mm-hmm. in May, it was at thousand dollars, and it lasts literally six months. It grew six months. It months grew of by exponential like, work. Yeah, fifteen x growth. Wow, not sustainable at all.
0: Yeah, remember one of the first crises made in the uh, stocks were the tulips market yes. in uh, the Dutchland in Holland. Actually, it was said that if you bought a tulip, you could have bought three ships with that same tulip, <laughs> and just in one day. The market crashed, and all that wealth was destroyed. Unbelievable, right?
1: Yeah, that's that seems like a good place to end on. Just yeah. keep in mind, anyone who invests in this is basically like light gambling. Mm-hmm. Which, granted, most stocks are, but this seems like a little more extreme version of that.
0: Yeah, because there's no regulation on on it.
1: Yeah, and when a regulation does come, you know everything's going to drop. It might recover, yep. but it'll have an initial drop.
0: Or even if it drops, it's just gonna be abandoned to another cryptocurrency. as you said, there's like more than a thousand of them.
1: Okay, do you want to pick your next subject?
0: All right, so I can present my idea. So basically, the idea I'm presenting here it has pros and cons. but just imagine like every time an elected representative is given the power, it has a stable income. However, what if the people who elect him has the right? to choose its salary, but this needs to be presented in a careful manner. For example, if a new person is elected, it will have its normal salary, that is like already chosen for, however, if it's a re-election, in the moment of the re-election, we can see if people vote to, yes, he did a good job, there should be a 10% increase in his salary of his mandate, or it should be a drop of 10% of his salary. One of the problems of democracy is people are not necessarily voting for the person they like, but uh, sometimes only voting, uh, at least it's not this party, so I'm voting for him. So this is a, a clear way to show if people are actually voting for him because they like him or they're voting for him, but at the same time, they don't like him. So this will make a way to show the representative if he is welcomed by the community by a large manner.
1: Wait, so could you simplify yeah. that? It's just so okay. makes A little more sense. Um,
0: the idea here is when a representative is re-elected, there's a second vote for that person. Well, at the same time, you're voting for which person? And if...
1: Is this idea you're proposing? Sorry? Is this idea you're yeah, proposing? Yeah,
0: just up for debate. It's probably never going to happen, but it's just an idea just to talk about it. Uh, what if someone is up for re-election for a... Municipal or uh, parliamentary elections. What if is that person who is re-elected? We have the right to choose if there should be a ten percent increase or a decrease of ten percent of his salary for the duration of his mandate.
1: So basically, what you're saying is you want a second vote for if someone should have a raise or a demotion for their uh, yeah,
0: like during the actual elections when you go to vote, you vote the person you like to see as your representative. And if that person is in in a re-election, for example, it's his second, third, fourth mandate, whatever, during that vote that you're doing, there's a second piece of paper for those people who are actually being re elections And it's just, should that person have a 10% increase or a 10% decrease or none of the above? Hmm. So that idea is just saying Making sure if people are satisfied with uh, their representatives. A 10% increase or decrease is not a lot. It's not going to change your life. It can like It's information to, okay, I was re-elected by 80% of the people, but most of them also voted for a 10% decrease of my salary. What does that mean for me? They want me to be elected, but I they don't feel I'm doing a good job, right?
1: The way of doing this seems a little mm-hmm. weird. Back in our understand yeah. the point since technically if you're an elected official, your bosses yeah. are the people who elected you.
0: It's really just a way to show if people are really satisfied with your current work. For example, sometimes you're caught between voting for this party or that party, but you're not always yeah. wanted to vo- vote for them. For example, in Quebec, you only have to vote either for the Quebec's party, the Parti Quebecois, or the Liberal Party. Yeah, And they're really...
1: Which, by the way, for anyone listening, is not actually yeah. a liberal party. So, they call themselves liberal party, but they're actually a conservative yeah. party.
0: But the problem is, if you don't want a Quebec independent, you're never going to vote for uh, the Quebec's party, Parti Quebecois. So you're only left with the liberal party as an option. Yes. So every time that party gets reelected, it's it gets the impression they have a clear support of the population. But what if that party gets reelected and every single one of their um uh, deputies and and prime minister get a 10% decrease of their salary that really shows publicly people are voting for you but are not really satisfied with your options
1: but the problem is uh, will this reset when a new person is elected like is there a base salary
0: uh, I think uh it should reset when a person is, is a new person is elected because it's a new person. You don't know him. It should like, be a standard salary, for example. Let's say $80,000 is sal- a standard salary. All right?
1: Which I get the feelings. And I feel the feelings a lot of politicians make a lot more in that.
0: Yeah, a lot more. And one thing I can really see is not justified is that politicians choose their own price, like to choose their own salary. At any given time, they can vote an increase of their salary.
1: Yes, but usually it won't take effect till next term.
0: Yeah, but is is your you're choosing your own salary. What if factory workers chose their own salary? That would like be like madness.
1: Yes. Everyone will just give themselves a raise every year.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know it's not really true, but they keep keep saying, Oh, our real bosses are the populations. Well, we don't act like it. No. One of the problems of this proposal is a person who gets re-elected but gets ten percent decrease up to a certain point, uh, this might increase corruption by a lot. We I don't it's just an estimation, but if a deputy gets re-elected and re-elected and people keep voting ten percent decrease of ten percent decrease he won't have many options left, and other than corruption, and for public officials, corruption is an easy way to make a lot of money.
1: Yeah, it definitely is a easy way to make a lot of money in most professions, actually.
0: Yeah, I'm currently like studying for urban planning, but the construction industry, I know it's gonna be like almost disgusting to know all oh, that corruption. Oh,
1: especially in Montreal, They're, Yeah. just the mafia controls the construction industry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's actually pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, but also another uh con about it is less people gonna be willing to take a chance in politics, because a person might present itself in politics, but the reason why we give salaries to individuals like the deputies is to make sure they have a stable income to practice that uh that that job. And not so long ago, almost one hundred years ago. For example, in New York, if you wanted to be elected as mayor of New York, if I remember correctly, you really don't have a salary. You were a public official, but you were not paid. So that meant there was no cost for the municipality to run its mayor, to have a administration. But only the rich could obtain it because they didn't have a salary.
1: Yeah, that's that's always bad because it just minimizes who's mm-hmm. allowed to run. Yeah. So,
0: for example, someone from the lower classes or middle class wants to be elected and they know, uh, am I going to get to the end of, uh, end of the month with that salary? It's not like really increasing its chances to launch itself in politics and might promote corrupt officials who already have a lot of money and experience to keep them themselves in power. Yeah so there's our pros and cons of those ideas but I think it's something that should be in in the public opinion mind should the people be responsible of the salaries of their public officials yeah that
1: is the true thing because I know uh, a lot of people really don't like their politicians of either side
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially since yeah. most places only have two different uh, political sides to choose from and mm-hmm. there aren't a wide ranging amount of candidates running They have a chance of actually Mm -hmm. winning. Mm -hmm. There should be more ways Uh, to hold your... A
0: quick example from my home country, Peru. Every single election, the newspapers and the people, everyone is saying the same thing. We either have to choose for for AIDS or cancer. (laughs) It's actually really sad because they know every single person who's presenting themselves is corrupt. It's just saying, I'm corrupt, and I'm saying I'm from the left, and the other guy is saying, I'm corrupt, but I'm corrupt from the right.
1: Yes. It's
0: actually really sad to see that. Maybe I have a biased opinion, but at least for the federal elections in Canada, I really love them because I like certain parties more, but sincerely, I don't really get angry or sad if any of those parties wins. In my opinion, just maybe not the best opinions, but if it's the conservatives or the liberals or the NPD who wins, I'm actually really happy because I know every single one of those parties will do a great job.
1: Yeah, maybe like, uh, some more s- than others. For the perfect example, this is Harper. People talked about yeah. him like he was some huge conservative, but especially economically, mm-hmm. he was very liberal. He was a uh, yeah, exactly he kind of with very mild but, political ideologies. Like um, there's no.
0: The thing is like there's no extremism yeah in Canada. Like the conservatives are no nowhere as near as Republicans yeah. in the United States. They've moved a little bit more right recently,
1: be- but they're still yeah. not nearly as far as the Republicans.
0: It was during the conservative um, government they actually put uh, medicinal marijuana just to give an example. Yeah. So they're not like completely biased on the a conservatives opinion they're actually like going to find a solution even though if it's against conservatives ideas sure they have their limits for example i completely hated the purchase of military planes but what do you expect from conservatives
1: right yeah but again on the harper he was an economic keynesian so he mm-hmm. he very much was not the libertarian type i actually believe
0: that canada didn't suffer too much from the from the recession thanks to uh, economics minister Jim Flaherty. Yeah, I believe he was one of the greatest economists in the world.
1: i need to look into him, but which is funny because you know more about him than me, and I'm the poli sci major.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i know a little bit more on like specific yes. subjects. Okay. Like just ask me the name of another minister of Harper era, and I won't ever be able to give you any. Uh, news.
1: The one who bought the the eight dollar orange juice, or whoever was. <laughs> that was the most like that's the type of outrage we get in Canada. Just if someone buys a eight dollar orange juice on a Canadian on a Canadian taxpayer's dime, and everyone freaks yeah. out.
0: It is I remember looking at um, what was the name of this? There's a YouTube channel, tonight, last week tonight, yeah. I think.
1: The John Oliver.
0: Yeah. John Oliver, yeah, and he basically did a segment saying, "Uh, Canada made a major breakthrough on corruption in federal."
1: Oh yeah, I remember uh, this. Federal
0: levels, and it costed about thirteen million dollars to do that inquiry. Nevertheless, they only found out that. Three million dollars worth stolen. Yes. So the inquiry was much more expensive than looking at uh, how much money were like misused from uh, the federal government.
1: Yes. Yeah, Canada does not have a serious um problem with people. Try to find the word. They, Canada has a lot of people very proud to be Canadian. So, so you mm-hmm. get a lot of people not wanting to be corrupt because of it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And something, for example, I didn't like during the conservative era is the prime minister uh, made sure to put conservative people in the um, supreme uh, supreme uh, yeah, justice, yeah into the Supreme Court to make sure to they'll be able to vote on conservative laws without the Supreme Court like saying, "No, this is not uh, constitutional." Yes. but those same conservative judges voted down most of their, uh, some of the conservative policies during the Harper era. Yeah. So, even though those people were conservative, personally, they took at heart the Canadian Constitution.
1: Yes, even and though... And if they knew... And this, this is just important, because the Canadian Constitution is very new. It was only written <laughs> in the 80s.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it was written not in the 80s, but this was... Brought back from Britain, the Canadian Constitution. Well, Britain was doesn't have a Britain. constitution. They are no, no. But um, the Canadian Constitution was signed in Britain and was left there, and then it was brought from Britain to Canada.
1: I don't know. That you... was really weird. I don't know what you mean by that, because I, th-
0: I think I misread an article. Let me just Google that quickly.
1: Okay, because I know uh, Trudeau uh, Senior, not the current one. Trudeau Senior, which is our current prime minister's father wrote the Constitution in the 1980s because before then, our Constitution was basically just an explanation of how our elections and government supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And after that, they added the, uh, the Charter of Rights, which yeah. made our Constitution more similar to the American yeah. Constitution, just with changes. Uh,
0: the American Constitution is actually a really good Constitution yeah. if you, like, take it from a... If you read it from someone written down from the 17th seventy six yeah it's extremely progressive,
1: yeah very it it was a lot of liberal very liberal values back then,
0: mm-hmm, but it's still amazing, yeah,
1: did you uh did you find the other I think poll? I
0: was completely wrong about what I said on the Constitution by doing a quick research, so don't trust me on anything on politics. <laughs> I'm not doing a major in politics, I'm doing urban planning studies, so ask me anything of transportation, please.
1: Yeah, just ask him where the perfect place to put a plant is.
0: (laughs) I actually want to major on um, transport, like doing which types of uh, transportation is more efficient in which neighborhoods.
1: So should you put flower beds next to the highway?
0: (laughs) Well, I believe if we cut... Three lanes from the highway and put more flowers, that would be better. <laughs> Add more buses. Yeah, I'm against cars too. So. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, personal biases, I have to admit that.
1: Yes. Because cars are just the least efficient way of transporting people.
0: Uh, I'll let you know that they're extremely comfortable. You don't have to smell uh, the armpits of other people while you're in your car. Yeah. It's sweaty people are not next to you. Yeah. Weird people don't talk to you? Yeah. Except if your family is weird. Yeah. And, and uh, you don't have random well, people trying to convert you
1: to their religion like I once had on the bus. <laughs>
0: uh it happened to me in the metro. A uh, girl was like, "Praise Jesus." And started talking to me. Um I had my headphones. Um for politeness, I took them out, but she talked for me for half an hour about Jesus. Yep. Yeah, Nothing that months. I have something bad about Jesus, but i was not expecting that
1: yeah i once had this guy who like started talking about books then suddenly transitioned into hey did you hear about the good word or something like that <laughs> i don't even know what <laughs> and he was talking the,
0: about And the worst part um when you're in the new metros of uh, montreal yeah you cannot even change wagons <laughs> because there's only one big wagon
1: which I like is just a little annoying when that happens.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like you can go away, but he can still reach yeah. you no matter what.
1: Just wait for your next metro car.
0: Yeah, but still. So um. So yeah, that's basically uh the Canadian politics. Yeah, there's no big reform that is needed. Maybe a little policies that more debates about how it's done. Yeah, but really. Coming from 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 Peru, and after I, I study a little bit from my heritage and study how the Peruvian politics works, it really makes me sad that we we might never get to this point, to have like a democracy that works so well. Yeah. Uh, in paper, the Peruvian politics, it's extremely democratic. I will even say that Peruvian democ- uh, democracy. Well, Peru is more democratic than Canada, than a constitutional monarchy. However, the way the democracy is run in Peru, it's extremely unjust and uh, doesn't serve the interests of the people. It's mostly an oligarchy that's always a political elite that runs the country. The same leaders, the same deputies, the right, the left uh, that controls uh, the economy. And there's nothing big the country can do as public demonstrations are authorized but sometimes end up in violence. Not really sometimes because you of the police, but most of it because poverty. As for example when there's a huge demonstration it, it ends up in uh, looting almost immediately. Yeah. Something like never happens in Canada except when the when the Habs uh, win. hockey players <laughs> win. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's really uh something like we, uh democracies are the, we have to admit.
1: I think are the worst really... we have here in Canada is that politicians will make a promise, then tie in the promise just so that it will not take effect until after they're reelected. Yep. So that way you know that if you don't reelect me, that promise won't come true.
0: Yeah. Like what Trudeau example, is doing right
1: now with marijuana.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or also they're gonna wait the very last second to. Decrease taxes on the middle class.
1: Oh, yeah, like the, with the Quebec government doing right now.
0: Yeah, they're going to make sure they decrease the taxes be- before the re-election so they have a higher popularity. Yeah. And they promised that from day one from the, in the election time.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Also, like, what I sometimes don't like is politicians sometimes promise the moon. Like, they're really making over-exaggerated statements. For example, after the municipal elections in Montreal, Valérie Laplante said "At day one, I'm going to purchase 300 buses.
1: That's... Okay. Where's the money coming from?
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's like... Okay, you, I'm pretty sure you're going to purchase 300 buses during your term. But don't say day one. It's just, it just feels you're going to lie. And believe it or not, day one, she didn't do it.
1: Of course. Like... The company was just said that we don't have three hundred buses to sell you right now. Could you come back in a year?
0: Yeah, for sure. You have to like, you have to train uh, workers. You need to make ha- make sure to have the infrastructure for it. Just don't. You 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 can say, and it's still gonna have a good impact. I'm gonna purchase three hundred buses during my term. That's not a lie. That's just a fact. They're gonna do. Everybody knows it, That she's pro public transportation yeah and Montreal do does it. need
1: the extra buses
0: mm-hmm. but just lying says a lot of someone if she's gonna lie during the elections on useless stuff she's gonna lie on important stuff too
1: yeah and she really didn't need to do that like her opposition pissed off the public enough that she she won by a large quite large amount well she, she didn't
0: want but that much Wait, how much did she want by I think she won by 2%.
1: Oh, really? Oh, I thought it was... I have to verify that. I thought Uh, it was like uh, 10%, but I could be wrong there.
0: um, Let me see. Montreal elections results. Okay, so I'm going to want 10%. These articles are so long, if you only want one part. Yeah. And there's so many ads. Oh, yeah, it turned off my ad block. Damn it.
1: (laughs) I like how that. that went to screw you.
0: I don't have the percentage, but she won with 243,000 votes. And Denis Coderre had 211,000 votes.
1: That seems more than 2%. Yeah. That seems like yeah, I, I was almost right.
0: Yeah. Just uh, just one.
1: Uh, here it is. I found Wikipedia. She won okay.
0: by 6%. By 6%. Okay, yeah. But it's not a bot.
1: Yeah, I guess it's not. Well, maybe she didn't need to lie. <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe she needed to, but still.
1: Yeah. Although the turnout was only done,
0: 42%. Yeah, it's really low. Yeah, really sad. Have you ever seen the turnout of a scholar commission's vote?
1: What's a scholar commission?
0: <laughs> yeah, something no one votes for. <laughs> you actually, you you know, you have to pay taxes for schools. Yeah. Like for your property, you have to vote for the person who's gonna like tax you for that. But they say there's about five to nine percent uh, people only voting on
1: that. Jesus, that's quite low.
0: Yeah, it's super low. So the provincial government of Quebec wants to ban, well, stop that. They're just gonna choose their own people because it's just it's useless.
1: Yeah, that's basically what's happening, anyways. Just a few people have control of it.
0: Because, like, I'm kind of right on that, because it's not super useful, like, no one cares about it, so...
1: What are they even voting on?
0: Uh, It's really your taxes, like, if you want a job or increase of taxes for education and stuff.
1: Ah, okay.
0: And, like, even if people, like, say, yeah, I'm gonna, like, decrease your taxes, sometimes they don't even win, because people just, eh, they don't care.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: But... More people should be inclined to know more about politics. oh fun fact of Peru you are obliged by law to vote, otherwise you'll be you will get fine five hundred dollars so it's like five hundred yeah five hundred soles so it's almost two hundred dollars ah, okay uh, if you i think it, if I remember correctly, if you don't vote for three continuous elections, you will have problems when you ask for permits your driver's license uh, and other stuff the governments give you
1: yeah that's always something I've never been happy about for example in Australia they do the same thing Mm
0: -hmm. it's really bad because it makes the turnout great at 98% but a lot of people just making an X they don't care
1: yeah it just seems like when the freedom of democracy should be the freedom to not vote Yeah, should be a negative freedom
0: mm mm-hmm. Maybe we should like have positive thing like uh, if you vote, we'll give you cake or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, a free donut like when you give um go give blood, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. It's it's really funny how we diverted the conversation from Bitcoin then to uh, uh salaries of deputies. Then we're like uh mandatory voting.
1: Do you not listen to a lot of podcasts?
0: Not a lot, actually. This is
1: how they usually end up, especially with the 2D talking genre.
0: Yeah. It's really a bit hard to stay always on the same subject.
1: Yeah, but that's... Because
0: you actually run out of stuff to say on it.
1: Yeah, that's the way it works with most podcasts. It's just that you start on one topic, and before you know what you're talking about, a completely different topic.
0: Exactly. Which but is the goal. we have to admit, some people know how to do podcasters. Uh, for example, do you know what is, uh, who's a crazy guy in the internet who always gets angry and is extremely conservative?
1: Which one? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, that,
1: you just described like 10 or 15 people.
0: Uh, on Fox News, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yes, of course.
0: Um, Rebel Media, it's a, it's a fat guy who always complains. He makes a lot of theories.
1: Oh the uh yeah that guy the infowars guy
0: infowars yeah infowars uh
1: alex jones yeah no host alex just jones to
0: keep alex jones <laughs> that's how you make a podcast
1: just yell about <laughs> liberals for 20 minutes
0: <laughs> yeah and then talk about half an hour about a government who doesn't exist uh, it's the.
1: then sandy hooks is a host
0: yep and uh so
1: hooks take our guns
0: the liberal ones take our guns and uh, Obama made your frogs gay.
1: Yes, which is actually really funny because I've seen videos where they try and dissect his claims. And apparently <laughs> the making the frogs gay uh, thing he said is based off an article which claimed that because, you know, you've seen Jurassic Park, right? Some amphibians have their DNA in a weird way where they can change genders depending on mm-hmm. the genders and different in the region they're in.
0: Mm-hmm. If they need more females or males.
1: Yes. Apparently there was pollution that was causing that to happen incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And he misinterpreted that to think they were making the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where uh, that meme came from.
0: Uh, oh, well. But those kind of talks are the real fake news. and It's really sad that people like voluntarily listen to that and give money to that. For example, I do not expect people to agree with all everything we say but in order to get your news you have to listen to everybody like i don't like it a lot but i go to fox news and like try to get their points yeah it's extremely biased in my opinion but it's another point of view that you have to admit a lot of people have and you have to understand that how is this affecting people? Hold that point of view.
1: My problem right now has been that uh, both sides seem to have these Fox News as echo chambers. Like you mm-hmm. get you get like liberals with TYT, which used mm-hmm. to be pretty good, but in recent years has been just it just devolved into liberal Alex Jones and the InfoWars. Yeah. I remember in twenty twelve they were actually pretty good and they just like For- after twenty fourteen they just stopped being good.
0: Yeah. For example, I love MSNBC news. For my opinion, it's the best news I can have. But the reality is that I know, deep down, it's a little bit of liberal propaganda. Yeah. Because it's not always a reality. It's what I want to hear. For example, right now they talk about how the Republicans will vote for the tax cut. And they will talk about, like, almost all the time, how they're not going to manage to pass it. Yeah. And I... I want to hear that, but it's not always the truth.
1: They're definitely gonna be able to pass it. They might yeah, not be able so to pass it's... the exact version they want, but they'll be able mm-hmm. to pass something extremely similar.
0: Yeah, because there was the Florida um, no, it conservatives. Was, it was
1: the Alabama, right? The... Sorry. It was Alabama. The guy he won.
0: Yeah, the one who who they lost. I can't believe they lost Alabama. Seriously, guys. Yeah, I. You lost. Republicans lost Alabama. What's next?
1: Just they're gonna lose in Texas.
0: Not... <laughs> Texas gonna vote for Hillary.
1: Yes. Please,
0: yes. come on, get your thing straight. But um, they said there was like maybe Florida wasn't gonna vote for the tax cut, and uh, Mark Rubio wasn't going to vote. That was MSNBC was gonna say was saying on the subject. And the next day, there were they were publicly saying, "I'm gonna vote for
1: it." Yeah, they. At this point, they're just pulling in party discipline. The heads of the republics are always saying, you're voting for this or you're out of the party. This is mm-hmm. this is something they do in Canada a lot. In America, it's a little harder to do because the president and the party heads do not have as much power as they do in Canada. Mm-hmm. But normally the party heads can just say, we're calling in party discipline on this. No exceptions.
0: Mm-hmm. In Canada, yeah, it's something like every single law oh, yeah, is expected every single- to be on.
1: Every single party
0: discipline it's super rare that the Prime Minister will say, "Let's vote for this," and he doesn't get it from his old party. yes, but there's advantage and disadvantage of that. It makes so that can I just point out it's every so... time you have a cover sorry sorry can I just ahead. point
1: out it's so rare in Canada that we have a name for when there's uh when a yeah. party discipline it's called a free vote. Mm-hmm. and it's so rare that we actually need to put a name to it,
0: yeah. And, but it's a good thing and a bad thing. That's what I'm saying. Peru also is more democratic than Canada. Because in Peru, the deputies go vote for what they expect to be better for the population. Quotation marks. Because vote for what they believe will make them richer for themselves. But what happens in Canada is that you always have a government. And a government who's doing something. That's the thing. It's a little bit less democratic, but you have a not necessarily always the government you want, but there you doing a you have a government who's doing something on matters that that needs to be done. However, constitutional monarchies have the little problem called minority government. And that is the
1: Achilles problem. Yes.
0: When there's a minority government, it's canada cannot agree on anything it's just terrible
1: well they can they just don't focus on anything big like there's no yeah big that's thing. they're gonna
0: vote something on who wants to give free flags to veterans yeah yeah that's pretty much it two years of uh, useless law
1: yeah two years and then an early election <laughs> yep
0: yeah, because they know they cannot work on, on that Yep. Yeah. That's that's the Achilles problem of uh it Canadian, did. but it happens really, um, not, not. it's really it's rare that when it happens. For Quebec, I think it only happened three or four times in its history.
1: Wait, what, what happened three or four times? In
0: um, minority government.
1: Ah, those, wait, how can there be only three or four times?
0: That's, I once heard that on the news. So I know there was that,
1: one a couple of years ago with Pauline Marois. Yeah, the,
0: yeah let me just check.
1: I'm pretty sure there was more than that.
0: Yeah, maybe that was fake news. You. I don't know. That, I like Radio-Canada a lot, but um, you have to be careful with them, too.
1: Yep. State news.
0: <laughs> Although they, they like to bash on when there was Stephen Harper. They like to just talk shit about him.
1: So did most people.
0: <laughs> but they still vote for him. Yeah. Um, Where does it say... Quebec. Okay, there was... One, two, three, three actually. There were three? One in 1878, one in 2007, and one in 2012.
1: I did not know that. I assumed there were more.
0: Yeah. Ontario actually had much more uh, minority governments. In the federal level, it's much more common. Interesting. Yeah, Pierre Trudeau actually had a minority government once. Yeah. Well, not this one, the, his father.
1: It's, yeah, his father, obviously.
0: Yeah, and Stephen Harper too had. Oh, ah, oh, that's why Stephen Harper actually had two minority governments.
1: Yeah, the first two, because the uh, first one was when the Liberals were the uh, opposition. The second one was when the NDP were the opposition.
0: I love that when the NDP, no 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 when the NDP was oh, the opposition no, no. they had a majority.
1: That was majority. Sorry, that was when they had the majority yeah. government.
0: I have to state it I'm a strong supporter of the NDP oh I have my but, membership uh,
1: card right here
0: <laughs> seriously yeah I think I'm gonna join too, like uh, the NDP party yeah it's unbelievable yeah it was the third minority government in the history of Quebec the Polymer what thing
1: I just assumed there was a lot of them because it seems so common yeah. in the rest of Canada mm-hmm. but I guess but that's
0: the thing the liberal party in Quebec they got 70 deputies and they needed 60 to have a majority government yeah but they only got 49% of the votes of Quebec.
1: Yeah, but still. So
0: most people didn't want them to be in power, but they had the power to impose their ideas. That's a good thing and a bad thing, because the good thing, you have an efficient government. The bad thing is not really representative.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's why Trudeau was so bashed for dropping his electoral reform promise.
0: Mm -hmm. But sincerely, I believe that having a government it's better than having the government you want without the power to do so.
1: My preferred type of electoral uh, of system would be the uh, ranked voting.
0: Yeah, I wish a country other than Canada, because I want another country to try it first. Oh, Australia if, if, has if it. If it doesn't result in civil war.
1: Australia has ranked voting. Seriously? Yeah, they just, they do All it right. very stupidly. It's working well then. Australia does stupidly, they have... They have two options for ranked voting. Either rank every party. So what you have is you have a list of 50 parties to choose from and you have to rank them. Or mm-hmm. you can just delegate your voting power to the party you're voting for. Oh. So say you want to vote for a liberal party. You'll get to vote for that party and just delegate your, your secondary voting to them. Or you can just sit there and rank all 50 parties. And if you don't rank all 50 of them, it's thrown out. It's a spoiled ballot. Yeah. So they do it stupidly. No, that's
0: that's just a bit dumb. It should be like the three major or five major parties. Yeah. Like 15 is way too much. Yeah.
1: It depends on how many parties are running in your area. Yeah. Cuz you know some places have just a bunch of independents and all that stuff. Mhm. Like when I voted here, it was like there were three people. No, no, five people. They were the uh, Liberal Party, Conservative Party, NDP, Greens, and the Party and the uh Bloc Québécois.
0: <laughs> Who actually only have four deputies
1: yeah there's only three people who actually have a chance to winning this district and the other yeah. two just didn't
0: the bloc, the bloc quebecois there was a joke because they used to be a big party representing most of quebec
1: yeah they used to they used to control quebec
0: yeah today they always make the joke all oh, the party can fit in a, on the civic <laughs>
1: that's that's not untrue and uh and the green party can sit in a found car <laughs> in a smart yeah the smart car there are two no there's one.
0: Ah oh, no i i thought that there were two oh that's actually really sad
1: yeah there's one member and, <laughs> and the leader
0: the leader <laughs> <laughs> uh although she won wins every time oh
1: absolutely the people there love her <laughs> she's the bernie yeah, sanders yeah. of canada
0: oh and sometimes people make fake news about her though like I heard my sister saying, oh, the Green Party wants to make uh, people only eat meat once a week. And you're like, where do you hear that? In Facebook. And I'm like, seriously? You're getting your news from Facebook?
1: Yeah, although she is way further left than me. <laughs> like, yeah. she's just like, I follow her on Twitter. And she just mm-hmm. tweets all this stuff that's just super, like, almost communist-like. <laughs> and you're just like, I am not in favor of any of this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it goes back to the Canadians and our radicals mentality.
0: Yeah, it's weird because Canadians are careful. Like, they always will vote for rationality instead of, like, their feelings. Yeah. Yeah, so then we're, like, in the progressive, people always voting in realistic choice. You said, like, uh, you follow on Twitter oh, the yeah. liberal, uh, Green Party. Yeah, and sometimes I they follow opposite. all the
1: parties. Seriously? Yeah.
0: I don't have, actually, I don't have Twitter.
1: And just an easy way to keep up with stuff. Keep up with stuff.
0: In Facebook, I actually have sassy communist memes. <laughs> right? And it's uh, really fun, but sometimes they push their communist ideas a little bit too much. i like, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, do you hear the background noises? A little bit. Yeah, it's. A, they're not gonna go away. There's some there's, um, family kids, they're like around. Ah, okay. I think it's going to be a mess. Um, ho- how long do you want it to be the podcast usually?
1: Thinking about an hour, which we're about an hour and 20 minutes in. So
0: Yeah. We can like do the conclusion a little bit Yeah, and finish up. And uh, if you would want to do another one, I believe, like, I mean, the holidays? Yeah. The ho- uh, when do you say you're leaving, though?
1: Uh, tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Tom- oh, okay. Yes. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Miami, right?
1: Yeah. Miami, I'm going on a nice. cruise.
0: Nice. Uh you're so lucky. I want... It's so nice, like, uh, out there. Yeah. Like, I remember when I went to Orlando. Wow. Orlando is so nice. It was so hot, though. We walked for two blocks and we almost died. <laughs> like, during summer, I was like, I was with my Peruvian cousins, and we were saying, uh, well, we can walk to the restaurants. It's not that bad. You know, it's like, yeah. During I the summer, know it it's
1: just 40... really hot there.
0: Yeah and in montreal sometimes it's 40 degrees so i was like yeah i know what's heat i i can't walk that much we almost died seriously <laughs> it's like i was saying to myself who built the city here who built
1: who the city built- on this swamp <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i know right yeah and when you think about it there were spanish colonization there before the air conditioner era how did they do that
1: no, how? No idea. It's like, why would they build a city in the uh Canada? Just it was yeah. so cold, and there was no actual oil heating or anything like that.
0: Yeah, it's like, okay, I can understand the thirteen colonies, but New friends Are you yes, mad?
1: Why would anyone agree to go here?
0: Leave it to the Indians. They're suffering already too much. But well, they managed to do it. Peru was actually a good place to colonize. But um a, a bit too hilly though for uh big economies yeah. like the good advantage of uh, Canada was the St Lawrence yeah. River
1: because it was easier transport like,
0: so. you can move things yeah In the United States the Mississippi River was like the dream river they could have
1: the Mississippi is the reason why America is so valuable <laughs> you just yeah. so cheap to transport things around
0: and also uh, I don't remember when I seen this but for example, we heard about a lot of China, India, and Holland um, spending billions of dollars building massive ports, Yeah. right, for their economies. And you're like, oh, maybe we're getting behind, like, in the United States perspective, they're saying, maybe we're getting behind those countries. They're going to have bigger ports than us. But the thing is, like, United States don't need to build large ports. Why? You know why? Because their eastern and southern uh, shores usually have barrier islands yes
1: that's why so many of the big ports in the united states are the biggest ports in the entire world
0: yeah they don't have to build as much infrastructure as the nature already done it for them
1: yeah americans are the jackpot with their country (laughs) (laughs) the
0: british were just too dumb enough yeah in the south
1: in the southeastern united states know the uh the big uh south that's some Mm of the most valuable farmland in the entire world
0: yep plus i might not agree on it but they have they use gmos and they like increase their production so much
1: yeah do you want to do the conclusion or should i uh
0: no i think because you started you should finish okay
1: okay everyone thanks for listening i have been matthew and francisco and this has been episode one of our new podcast thank you very much Thank you for listening
0: Yeah, that went well. And popularity is coming, man.